five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energize Podcast episode 19. What is going on? How you doing, Barry? What's the story, Roscoe? Are we keeping well, yeah? Yeah. Uh, before we actually kick off the show, it today is Monday. Uh, we're going out for Ross's birthday on Friday. Um, Ross is turning the big 48. But uh, some, sometimes he says he'll be turning 27. Yeah, guys, I'm getting <laughs> old, so uh, I've the, the grey slash blonde hair to prove it, so YOLO. Yeah, uh, have you decided where you're going yet? or No, I'll probably decide tomorrow. Okay, uh, well, we're definitely going to put it up on Instagram anyway, so if anyone's interested in meeting up with us, meeting Ross for his birthday, <laughs> you have, first of all, you have to bring a birthday cake. And a present. And a present, what else? You have to bring something. And you have to wear blue shoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, blue shoes and a birthday cake. Yeah. Uh, okay, so on today's episode, we're going to discuss the world of fighting, t- just breaking down the UFC 215 card, uh, UFC Pennsylvania, and we're also going to discuss Gennady Golovkin taking on Canelo, uh, Canelo this weekend. Uh, then we're going to move on to the football because the Premier League is back, thank God, and also the Champions League is back. And thank th- God. Yeah, but like tomorrow's post is going to be so key, so make sure you check that out, even though you probably saw through this. But anyway... And we're going to finish off with the world of Irish sports. So, Roscoe, before we kick off the show, how are you keeping? And uh, did you get up to anything during the week? And let us know, will you? Because you don't say you don't give anything away. In fairness, I kept very low profile this week. I, I feel like was EP last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Or have we had a week since that. No, no, but well, a week just a little over a week ago. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, got, yeah. we uh, got home this day last yeah, week. Yeah, there was there was no drinking this weekend. Uh, we went. I oh, no, we went up and had a few points in Harry Burns with a few of the lads uh, one night. But that was it. That's about as wild that we got. Yeah. Uh, hit the gym one week once this week. Went for a run once this week. Well, when I say this week, since the last podcast. So yeah. slowly but surely getting back into it. And yeah, just working away. I've I've worked every day since I got back really. So that's what my week's been like. What about you, Barry? Oh, Barry Moore, tag yeah. rugby. Champion, yeah, actually, I actually totally forgot that. Yeah, yeah, how could you forget that? I actually man? don't know. I actually I'm did. running all the tries. Oh, yeah, I actually did totally forget that. Yeah, um, I started working with KBC, and they're basically a wet week, and we won the tag rugby final. Tell us Joe Malomu on the ring here, yeah, Lomu. I thought it was maybe a bit harsh because he's dead. Brian O'Driscoll, yeah, very Brian O'Driscoll, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, we went, I went out on Saturday and uh, we were around Malahide, and then we went to Swords, and there was actually a load of lads asking for you from around Malahide. Um, Very the lads from Malahide. Yeah, yeah, but they were like sort of. You could tell they sort of like went out of the way to be like, "How's it going?" and all that stuff. It's really cool, actually. Yeah, it was a bit like that in the pub on in Harry Burns. Well, a few people were saying it right to us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the it, yeah we're not allowed out one without the other because we get given out the same words the other fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Especially every time you seem to go out in the Malahide area, you run into Al Thorne and then Al Thorne's like, "Where's Ross?" Yeah, and then yeah. you send me a video of the two. You'd be like, "Where are you?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting at home. Yeah. We're going to have to make sure we do something good now on Friday for your birthday. Yeah. Ross, Ross's actual birthday isn't until this day next week. Yeah. So. I'll be a birthday potty. It'll be a birthday podcast with, with birthday cake and blue shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and a present. Yeah, and yeah. no presents. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we get straight into it then. We'll no be- presents. <laughs> okay. Present is the podcast. Yeah, yeah. The present is me making you laugh. The present is Barry's going to do the countdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In French. Uh, okay. So UC 215 was on just there on the weekend. Um, overall, the, the people dropping out of the fights. Yeah, the big shocker was Ray Borg 
dropping out of the fight. Like, yeah, against Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, as everyone knows. Um, Didn't get a chance to break the record. Yeah, it really took away the, some of the magic that could have been created you know for that what, card. You know what I, uh, What really happened with the card? It wasn't that great a card, but it had two title fights on it. Yeah. So it made it look a far superior card than it was. Yeah. And once you took away... It, it was irrelevant which title fight you would have taken away. The shine would have been taken off the card. Yeah, even taking away the heavyweight fight with uh, RDA. Oh, no, uh, JDS. Sorry, and JD, JDS and Ganu. That... All that, those Brazilians with all the initials. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> T-R-U-E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's just the way it is. Um, the card itself was full of talent, but not so much full of name recognition yeah. or visual excitement, was yeah. it? No. It, what, it, put it this way. If Manon Nunes wasn't the champion and you put that card on five pass, no one would blink an eye at it. No, no, it no. People wouldn't be like... Best car going. Yeah, there was there was there, obviously there was a few good fighters, but there wasn't enough star recognition. Yeah. I think you just said that there as well, actually. Yeah, but uh, overall, before you start getting into it, what you make of it? Look, the fight. Some of the fights were really, really good. Uh, obviously, before we get too far into the card, some people put out some outstanding performances. I suppose not a spoiler. RDA looked fantastic. The main event was very controversial. We'll get to that. Jeremy Stevens put on a bit of a clinic. Uh, Alir Latifi proved that you know maybe he does have a shot of staying within the top ten of the light heavyweight division. Yeah. Um. Other other than that, there was a few. Oh, my my people who I told you to look out for Barry, yeah. both did terrible. Did they? Gavin yep. Tucker was fighting against Rick Glenn, and Rick Glenn used to fight on World Series of Fighting, and he was brought into UFC on short notice, and I can't remember who fought, but he fought some of the weight class up and got absolutely mauled, and then he fought Gavin hmm. Tucker. And I think the first time ever, three judges awarded the third round 10 7. Did they? Yeah, 10 7. Okay, that's. Dana White was like freaked on Twitter, but like, terrible. that ref serves to get his ass kicked because like Gavin Tucker just took an absolute drubbing. Yeah. 10 yeah. 7, man. I don't think, I, think I haven't heard that in a while, man. Uh, uh, I don't think I've ever heard it. I think you nearly have to be like, like dying to yeah. get 10 7. Do you, know what, do you know what I also found weird about the card as well? Because don't show the way usually the UFC only roll out the Joe Rogan, like the Ariane Celeste, yeah. all the, the, the well known girls. Yeah. Dana White even shows up. They only ever do that for the, the like the two on trees, two on four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah. nine, tens. But like it was weird seeing them all there for like what actually felt like a fight night card. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it was Joe Rogan, Daniel Cormier, and John Anik. I don't know why I forget John Anik's name. In fairness, he's not the most memorable no. person in the world. So, yeah, there's, there's something about not being Rogan and Goldberg that I'm still not used to and I'm still not overly keen on. Yeah. yeah like, they, it, they haven't got the perfect match yet. Yeah, and I really feel like... I know Goldberg used to mess up a lot and say the wrong things, but I think that was part of the endearment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, exactly he was. Exactly. It's because it was... Absolute fight fanatic Joe Rogan standing there watching it, and then like a fella who's like your average guy, yeah, someone like his dad or something, yeah. saying stupid things, like yeah, cringy yeah. stuff, yeah. And like the times where he went, it's all over, and then it wasn't all over, yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't have got rid of him, that was just yeah. a bad move. And whoever, I can't believe they didn't ask Joe Rogan's opinion on that, like because he would have been like, oh, well, he, you know, he probably doesn't care, yeah. Well, like, that's a bit harsh, but yeah, well, yeah, 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 but I mean, like, yes, yeah, he's, but he's, he's not sticking his neck out on the line. For yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, he hasn't even had him on the podcast. Yeah, that's a bit weird. And well, maybe maybe that's by choice. Maybe that's by choice. Who knows? Well, you, don't, you think Goldberg doesn't want to be on it? Maybe not. Nah, I doubt that. I don't know. But he's hanging around Bellator now with the lads, like you know. Yeah, the be- smelly bellies. Smelly bellies. Right. So <laughs> let's get into the car. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we're gonna kick it off with 
Jeremy Stevens defeating Gilbert Melendez in the featherweight division that kicked off the main card. Uh, before this fight, Ross was adamant Gilbert Melendez from sparring with the Diaz bros that he would definitely get the job done. But typical me getting it right, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> typical me getting it right. Look, I Jeremy must, Stevens with the win. I must say, Melendez did look good from the first about two minutes with um, with boxing, and he was giving um, Jeremy Stevens. I wouldn't say trouble, but he was making him very competitive, and I think he was actually getting slightly better at the box on feet. Yeah. But then, in typical you know scrap back form, they didn't check any leg kicks, and Jeremy Stevens absolutely booted yeah. the leg off Melendez. At stages like Melendez was dropping down onto his arse, yeah. saying like, "No more, no more," and realistically. They could have almost stopped the fight. He was yeah. getting the leg kicked off in that badly. Yeah, they were saying that uh, even his corner could have thrown him the tell. But uh, Nate Diaz was in his corner, so he was never thrown him the yeah, tell. Yeah, it was a bad night for Gilbert Melendez. I've never seen... And I think he's now, what, 1-5? Yeah. I've, ne- I've never seen someone's legs be taken that much and still go. Uriah Faber versus Jose Aldo. Oh, my Christ. Have you seen that fight? It was well, in well, WEC. Yeah, well, like that, that's back in the DAY. Yeah, yeah, no, it, not in a very long time. Yeah, like, the only person who can like who I've seen who can kick legs like that, Edson Barboza, like an absolute leg chopper. But yeah, I I can't believe someone as high caliber as Gilbert Melendez like got beaten by not checking his leg kicks. Yeah, it, it seems like a very. For being a veteran, it seems like yeah. a very amateur rookie for mistake. Being, for even being like a, a commentator as well. Yeah, well, you know, like shot him for a takedown or done something. It, se- it seemed very basic on my behalf. He seems a bit past it, to be honest. Yeah. There. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he could be on the road to Bellator. Could be on the road. What, what next for Jeremy Stevens, anyway, in your opinion? I think he's going to go up and fight somewhere in like a Cub Swanson or Ricardo Lamas. One of those sort of characters in the upper echelon to the featherweight division. Yeah. Maybe even him versus Jose Aldo. I wouldn't be against that fight. Is it Jose Aldo not meant to be fighting? He wants to fight um, Michael Johnson at UFC 217. Well, t- Michael Johnson wants to fight Jose Aldo, but nothing's confirmed yet, so okay. who knows? Who knows then? Uh, so we'll move on to the next fight. This was a battle in the light heavyweight division. Latifi taking on Tyson Pedro. And yet again, I was writing this call again with Latifi. Ross, like, what, what happened to you, man? You used to be spot on, but now you're a spot off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I think uh, I was more willing to Tyson Pedro to be better than he was. He is a phenomenal athlete. He looks the whole part. He's got all the all the package to be... All, all uh, the tattoos. Yeah, all the tattoos. He's got the look and he's got the entire package to make it happen in the light heavyweight division. He's yeah. very tall, very long. But I think Latifi's experience just got the better of this fight. He was doing the better in the grappling exchanges and that really was where the fight was won. And Pedro's seems to be better on the feet than he is on the ground. But judging from what I saw in the fight anyway. Yeah. It's funny how like even if you have the look, it doesn't matter like the the proof is in the pudding really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Which I still find amazing that Conor McGregor still like does so well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, oh it's so cool. Uh moving on to the next way uh flight Fight is in the flyweight division. Henry Cejudo defeated Wilson Reese. Uh, this was actually like the first TKO in the division for a while, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. As far as I can remember. Yeah, anyway. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, this Which, was an absolute phenomenal performance. We both went Cejudo, Cejudo pre-fight, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was no doubt in my mind Cejudo was going to get the win. We both sort of said he was going to get the win, but we were both wondering could he do it in an impressive fashion. Yeah. And that's what he did. Yeah. He came out of there. Dominated the first round. Could even have given him 10-8 in the first round. Very one-sided. 
He has all the skills. He's got such good boxing and such good takedowns. If Demetrius Moynihan Johnson wasn't in this division, he could be the he could be the one wearing the uh, fourteen pounds of gold around his waist. Potentially, yeah. Uh, I just didn't like the way he won, and he won so decisively, and then he just sort of, sort of said, "Oh, one day I'd like to get another shot at the title." Yeah, he when seems Demetrius, nice. Yeah, when Demetrius Johnson's standing over sitting over there, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like I want to fight you, and now he's like. Basically, supposedly lined up to be fighting Sergio Pettis next. Yeah, yeah, I heard which, that. Um, that's probably that's probably good for him. Though. Yeah, it is a good fight, and it'd be interesting fight to see. But why didn't he just point at Demetrius Johnson saying, "I want to fight you next"? I don't think he's ready. I don't think anyone in the division is actually ready to fight him. Yeah, maybe he knows he only gets one more shot at him, so maybe he's yeah, trying to build himself yeah. up. But pretty smart idea in the long run. Yeah, I, I think just due to the lack of contenders in the flyweight division, just not because they're not good enough, just because Demetrius Johnson battered them all. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just. Looking for someone to like put their hand up, and no one seems to be putting their hand up. Yeah, considering they're looking for people to drop down from bantamweight to fight him, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. make it competitive. Yeah, he, yeah, just so he should have just yeah, called him out. Yeah, what you make a what you make a Reese now? He sort of seems like he's a uh, brown bread in the division. Yeah, I think he's quite old as well. I think he's, yeah. he's at least 36. Um, look, he'll be the upper restaurant gatekeeper. If you can be Wilson Hayes, you're a top notch uh, flyweight, so like the, lam- the lamas of the division, yeah, basically. Uh, and if you can't beat him, well then you're never gonna get that strap around your waist. Yeah. Um. Okay. And then moving on to the welterweight division, Rafael dos Santos took on Neil Magny, and again I was right again. What is you the story with that? I was actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah you were, man. Don't you worry. You'll have your day. You'll have your day. Accumulator, man. Because well, I never bet on this. Never bet on this. Man, Neil Magny got taken down, and as soon as he got taken down, it looked like he, he skipped Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for the entire training camp. Yeah, he was stuck in the ground. Fair play to RDA because like I remember when McGregor was meant to fight RDA for in the hundred fifty five pound, and I was like, this is going to be tough because RDA is like he's a monster because not only yeah. does he look like Frankenstein, he, he like he like he's, like, he's a zombie like Frankenstein. Yeah. He's not getting knocked out. Yeah, he's then, just like a pure fighter. Yeah. Like you know what I mean, those ears are, are so full of cauliflower. He looks great at one seventy pounds, which is sort of weird because he is undersized and you can see he's very undersized. Yeah. He was very well. Magny's a bit of a gazelle, yeah. but look. He put in absolute phenomenal performance. I, I I don't know what else to say about it. He took down Neil Magny and choked him out within a round. He seems like he's trying to prove himself as well. You know what I mean? Like as in like yeah. he's like I'm not afraid of the bigger guy. Well, if if you look what he's got now, he was ranked ten going in the fight. Neil Magny was ranked six. Yeah. Well, Cowboy was also ranked six, and RDA has two wins over Cowboy, so he should actually probably move up to the top five in the division. Yeah. The fight I think is next for RDA, and the winner gets the title shot is RDA versus Robbie Lawler. That that's what I was hoping. But supposedly the Robbie Lawler fight is actually on against Tyson uh, Tyler Woodley. Woody. Yeah, supposedly that's like basically get about to get the go ahead. But like, yeah, RDA versus what Lawler would be like a, a barn burner. Yeah, I think I think that fight should actually happen first before Lawler fights Woodley again because yeah, like, uh, the hype uh, gives one the hype. Yeah, because yeah. like last time Woodley actually just knocked knocked Lawler out straight. Yeah, like, he actually clean clock. Yeah. It, yeah. was, they were, it wasn't even a fight It was You just went in And punched him And yeah. that was it It was game over Hit him across the octagon Yeah <laughs> Yeah so I would rather see Lawler go one more time To be honest Yeah definitely And like That's sort of like A, fa- a f- fan fight as well the way Yeah it's very fan friendly yeah. The way those two Will fight each other yeah. Same thing with like Sort of the way Cerrone fought uh, yeah. um, Lawler. Lawler Also Lawler, uh, Did you hear Cerrone says That he wants to fight in Poland Cerrone's fighting Darren Till in Poland He doesn't know who he is Yeah yeah But he's like Oh he 
it was funny how he sort of broke it down. He was like, right, I need to fight now because then I'm going to fight again before the end of the year because don't show me they probably yeah. try, he, try, he probably tries to fight about four He's the main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not surprised, obviously. Um, yeah, he's oh, fighting Darren Till. Darren Till's a weird character because I think he's from Liverpool. Yeah, he's English. But he's done all the training in Brazil. Yeah. I think that's his story. I think he's from Liverpool and done all, all his mixed martial arts careers based out of Brazil. I think so. Which is a very bizarre tournament. But he's sure, undefeated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's looked very impressive so far. It's it's a weird one for Cerrone. He hasn't fought outside of America for like 10 years. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. Previously, he fought around Europe. Yeah, Poland's such a strange country to go to as well. In terms of like your food and stuff. I don't know why he's going to try and bring all this food with him because it's very... Well, he's going to have to have a few cans of Budweiser with him. I mean, you don't be on the Carpacki, no? Yeah, <laughs> you know the cans of Carpacki in, in the back of Poland. Yeah, but great win by RDA. For me, the yeah. performer of the night. Yeah, that choke was just so locked in. It was. Like, it was, I was like... Waiting for the tap. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You could see him only getting tighter and tighter. He was yeah. like inching up further and further. Yeah. See, when you have when you have that hard and arm tra- triangle choke, what you're trying to do is move your body further up towards their head. And he was slowly but surely moving up that further bit. And then that choke's just getting tighter and tighter. And it just cuts off your airwave. And it was such a slappy tap, wasn't it? It was, yeah. it was like, no more. Yeah. Fair play to him. He sucked the life out of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he actually did, didn't he? So it was cool yeah. looking. It actually was cool looking. Uh, and in the main event, Amanda Nunes took on Valentina Shevchenko. Now, everyone knows that this was a slightly controversial, maybe not as controversial as people say, but uh, we put a post out the day before and it was like 95% people were up Shevchenko. I was actually surprised by that. But uh, you were finally right on the card and Amanda Nunes got the win. <laughs> so give yourself a gloat there. But I, well, I could have been wrong as well though. If, if, put it this way. If the fight went 48-47, I don't think we're sitting here going Amanda Nunes robbed either way. Yeah. This is the way I saw the fight. Round one for me was definitely Amanda Nunes. Round four was definitely Shevchenko. And round five was definitely Amanda Nunes. I think he's got two takedowns in the final round. Which is very... Championship yeah, winning thing that's to do, how you do it, yeah. um, but for me, rounds two and three were up in the air. If I had to probably lean towards them, I'd almost lean towards Shevchenko. But who won the most decisive rounds? I would say Nunes. It was a bit like the Woodley versus Wonderboy fight in a yeah. way, as in the rounds Tyron Woodley won were very clearly his. Yeah, but the rounds up in the air, people seemed to lean in a bit towards Wonderboy, and that was similar to what happened here. Yeah, except. The rounds Nunes won were less decisive than the rounds that Woodley won. Okay. I've seen f- scorecards going from 48-47 to Manda Nunes to 49-46 Shevchenko. Yeah. So, very strange. I think definitely rounds 1-5 to Nunes. But the women's bantamweight division, which is quite weird because at one stage it was, you could almost argue it was the most popular division in the UFC, is now probably down there with the flyweight division <laughs> as one of the least popular divisions yeah. there's not really much of an option for UFC go to I think they're going to go to Holly Holm versus Man Nunes next and okay yeah like well, that's still, that seems like the only thing they really do really isn't yeah it? but if you're really honest what's Holly Holm won what one in the last four fights yeah I think it was isn't it one and three well oh, like, what, one and two was it who did she do so she lost to Misha Tate yeah. and then she lost to Valentina Shevchenko yeah and then and then didn't, didn't she have to go to Singapore and won? Or was she oh, yeah, she beat Beshko Haya. Yeah, yeah. So, no. Yeah, so she's one and two, and then she's going to fight for the title, which is a bit strange. Whatever whatever she is. The anyway, UFC not, is strange. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Not, oh, no, she lost to Randomizel. Oh, that yeah, was it yeah. for the title. So she was 0-3, yeah. and then got the win against Betch. Yeah. 
for one and three. Okay. So one and three title fight. Thanks. Yeah. Although Zerandomi was in a different weight division. Yeah, but Zerandomi's actually going back down. Yeah, yeah. Which and it's weird because she's the featherweight champion, but she's going to end up fighting like an absolute nobody at bantamweight now. Should yeah. she not be fighting like a number one contender fight? Uh, bantamweight. I think they're like fucking her over on purpose because yeah. she was like, "I'm not fighting, lads." Yeah, she's like, "I'm not fighting Cyborg," <laughs> <laughs> which is quite weird. Cause I don't have a passport. It's like you can fight her in Holland. It's like, oh, actually, yeah, I'll get deported. When you, when you go back to UFC rankings as well, you just see Chris Cyborg featherweight women's champion. Then there's no division. It's strange. Like I've never. Yeah. UFC went all in on Cyborg anyway. Um, well, they may as well. That's like one of their stars, isn't yeah. it? Cyborg's so good for Amanda Nunes anyway. Uh, I think it's because they're both Brazilian <laughs> female champions. So. What was she saying? She was basically saying that Amanda went forward for the whole fight. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I really like Shevchenko's stand-up. It's so Muay Thai. So it's yeah. just like, was she like a 7 or 17 time kick, like, yeah. Muay Thai champion? Like, it was class. It was like a really like if yeah. You, if she, you want, she, in fairness, she be Holly Holm with stand up. When you can be Holly yeah. Holm with stand up, like that's extraordinarily impressive. Yeah. The talk after this now is potentially that Shoshenko moves down a division, and Joanna Yanchesh moves up a division. They both fight in the one twenty five pound division. Yeah. Uh, and they fought before. Yeah, and Shoshenko won both times. Well, like I mean, she's totally outsized her really, doesn't she? Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see because I think in terms of MMA, there'll be new aspects of the game. There'll be wrestling. There'll be jiu jitsu. So they fought in Muay Thai, yeah. and I also think Shevchenko was a bit older than Joanna, and I think she was like more further on in her career yeah, when yeah, they yeah. fought each other. But Joanna, like, sees—I've never seen someone more determined than Joanna. Although Shevchenko has this very weird like training regimen as well, doesn't she? Yeah. Like, she does stuff that I don't think I've seen any other girls do. Yeah, she's yeah, like rolling she... around in her neck and all that, sort of yeah. Gunnar Nelson. Did you, did you see her do that dance? Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, you lost. No, 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 no! It was in the the open workout. Oh she, yeah, she, yeah. she, she got yeah, she, she does that when she wins. Does she? Yeah. I thought it's a bit like it's like what, it's like what is going on? Oh, there's something about her being whatever Venezuelan and like Russian or whatever she's from that when she's like giving out on the microphone, you're like, you tell him. Yeah, but like she's scary, isn't she? Imagine yeah. if that was a girlfriend. She'd be like, clean the fucking table now, and you'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> do you think so? Yeah, no, she's a beast one. Look, at the end of the day, loads of controversy. As always. But I don't really care, do we? No. Without being bad, yeah. I don't, like, I don't care who wins me. It's sort, of like, it sort of like we were robbed of the card we wanted, yeah. so whatever we got, we were like. You know what whatever. sort of happened? I was watching the fights, and RDA won very fast, and then next thing you knew was the main event, and I was like. There should be something yeah. in between. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's never happened. Supposedly the fans were sort of booing at the end of the fight, as well, at the end of the event. They got a bit fed up. I'm not surprised. It was a very strange. Yeah, but if you're paying top dollar for the tickets and you're getting, you're, you're like, oh, by the way, this fight's off, and uh, so is that fight, and uh, so is that fight. You're like, can and I get it? When you bought, well, I don't want the ticket now. When you bought the tickets, you had Nganu, JDS, yeah. and, t- and you were seeing the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Yeah. And then you end up seeing. Two girls, and um, they didn't actually do a lot of actual engagement. No, no there wasn't. There yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah, that was. The thing. There was a lot of there was a lot of narrow misses of punches. Yeah, there were people were going there expecting knockouts, really. Like you know what I mean, but yeah, that was all the UFC two fifteen. So we're now moving on to UFC Fight Night Rockhold versus Branch in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, we're going to kick off with Jocko fighting Uriah Hall. This is on the prelim card. Um, Big middleweight clash. Um, I Two think, top 15ers. Yeah, this could be a dodgy one for Hall because uh, he's actually dying for a win. So uh, tell us how Jocko is going to do it. 
I just think Jocko's more skilled. He's got more tools in the bag. And I actually think Uriah Hall, if he doesn't get the job done in the first round, he's doesn't have much left in the tank. He's a very adrenaline-based fighter. I was like, and he looks a bit scared ever since he's been knocked yeah, out a few yeah. times. Is he a bit like Sage Norcutt in a way? As in, like, you, you, there was a hype train and then, and then like, just didn't ever deliver. I think ever since he lost to Kelvin Gaston, that was it. Yeah, it, it was. He was unbeatable. Yeah, until Gavin, Kelvin Gaston beat him. Like, and every, then that was it. Like, remember he was in the Ultimate Fighter. And I he, think he started doubting himself, and now he doubts his own ability when he's in there. Then you're, then you're. Then you're bad. I'm serious, serious. Trouble. And Jocko looks very good. And he, you could argue that he was on a serious run leading up to that branch fight. And then he lost a really shit fight where neither of them really did anything. Yeah, and that could be Jocko. This could, Jocko could be in headline this if he had a beaten branch as yeah. well. Um, we're going to move on to the next fight in the, that's actually on the main card. Uh, it's in the welterweight division. It's Kamaru... Usman versus Sergio Moraes. Moraes. Uh, Roscoe, you're on the high train for Usman. Yeah, the Nigerian nightmare. Uh, Usman came on the scene as the ultimate fighter. What's they called? Team versus team. Yeah, yeah. When the Black Zillions fought American top team. Yeah. I don't think he lost on the show. And ever since, he's looked like an absolute grappling demon. He wants to fight Damian Maya. That's yeah. who he wants next. He wants to fight Damian Maya. Because he's such a top-heavy wrestler. He wants to see can he take Damian Moy down and hold him down and like beat him like without this, being out-grappled these are 15 the, minutes. These are the guys you want in the UFC. The ones that want the big, the big dogs. Anyone who wants to, to fight Damian Moy, I'm yeah. like, yeah, pick Yeah, it. people who want to make a name for themselves, not like running away. So Sergio Moraes, he is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. I think he was either either won or came runner-up in tough Brazil. He's very good. He's looked like he could be a contender at welterweight if he can get his stuff together. Uh, he's also got heavy hands as well, but I'm all aboard the Nigerian nightmare. Will uh, will he give Marias a nightmare? Yeah, yeah, will he? Yeah, he will. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. yeah oh, I, I, I think I think he's gonna absolutely suffocate. Him. Okay, uh, the next one we're gonna talk about is Hector Lombard versus Anthony Smith. Uh, Hector Lombard, the human, the human tank, isn't he? Yeah, he's. Tree stump. Yeah. Joey reminds me of reminds me of the guy, um the Italian guy that used to train with Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day. The the gym rat fella. Or Alex Garcia, the other UFC fighter who's his twin. Oh actually. Yeah. All right. Well it's not actual twin, but I'll show you a picture of him after I don't think yeah, you know who, who Alex Garcia is. Who's your man I'm talking about? I don't know, you look him up there. Okay. Uh Anthony Smith at the moment I think he's actually winning a few fights randomly, but whether you can make any sort of run in the UFC, I highly doubt it because it's weird. Lombard's in the middleweight division and he was actually the king of the hill of the middleweight division in Bellator. But he's so undersized. He's such a yeah, stump yeah, at yeah, middleweight yeah. that I really struggle to see. I feel I feel like Lombard's got a good contract and he's in there for the paydays. What do you think? I think he'd be happy enough to go back to Bellator as well after he fights out his UFC contract. Well, how much, how much money is he on? I'd say he's on about three or four hundred grand a fight. Like Lombard. yeah, when they signed him from Bellator, he was the Bellator middleweight champion. Franco Colombo, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was like the mini version. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying? I was trying not to listen, so I could look this up. But like, if I just say now that I was trying not to listen, it makes sense. Oh yeah, I basically think Lombard's gonna win this fight because I don't think Anthony Smith's good enough to beat him. But yeah, Lombard's lost the last three fights, so. I don't really. Oh, this could be the the, the, the this P forty five. Yeah, this P forty five doesn't win. Well, who's he? Who's he lost? Johnny Hendricks, Dan Henderson, and someone else. Maybe Tim Boshi or something. 
I'm not too sure. Is but yeah, he's not he's not doing too hot of, as of late. Uh, to be honest, like even if he wins this, where does he really go from there? Like he's just gonna probably get beat next time. So, uh, yeah. Although if he wins and Bisbing loses, I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Bisbing. Although I think I want to see Yoel Romero fight Bisbing. That's what I really want to see. Lumber, Lumber getting Bisbing. They've had loads of run-ins in the past. Bisping was like patting him on the head in the lift before. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah. Very Bisping. Yeah, yeah, it is very Bisping. Um, here, I'm just gonna, I think Lombard's going to win it. Like, Yeah, so do I. I yeah. think he's better. Uh, in the welterweight division, Moy Perry's taking on Thiago Alves, and this one is guaranteed uh, to be a bit, a bit of a, a, bit, a bit slobber. Of burn burn. Yeah, slobber knocker. Yeah. Isn't it? Who do you think you are, JR? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a slobber knocker. It's going to be a slobber knocker. So... Thiago Alves has decided he's too fat to make 155 pounds after yeah. he absolutely tragically missed weight. He's an, he's a veteran and a half now. You, you know Thiago Alves like threatened to make lightweight for two years and then was like right, I'm going to make lightweight and then fought John Miller and missed weight by six pounds. <sighs> Slick now. <laughs> he, he's fighting Platinum Mike Perry. Who, you- uh, who like... For me, he's a lovable idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, I thought he was cool. I, I like him. I think he's funny. He does, yeah. he does things that entertain. He's entertaining. Yeah, and even in the weigh-ins, remember he started shouting before, yeah. like everyone's yeah. like, and he's he got going? absolute serious knockout power. Yeah, yeah. Hands, the only problem with him, I think, steel. is if you meet someone with a very high level stand-up, they don't have to have a lot of power, but if they were just evasive enough, and like if you fought Anderson Silva, put it that way, another different weight class, I don't think you'd be able to hit him, and he'd be made a show of. But if he can get you to engage in a slugfest with him, I'd say I'd sort of favour him most times that, yeah. that it goes on. I think Woodley would like annihilate him though. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you got put in the ground. Like you need to give yeah. Mike Perry these like stand-up fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know you, need, to, you need to play to in Mike Perry's best. hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you play into Mike Perry's hands, you're getting a brilliant fight. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's the, yeah, if you put him against Moya, like it'd be just terrible. Although I feel like someone like Robbie Lawler would he'd be too high-skilled and yeah. make show him. Or same with Cowboy. I feel you need to put him against that sort of yeah, less think, good fighters that are willing to stand up. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, but like the, the experience wise that yeah. Cowboy would have over him is just too much. Yeah, and also Cowboy's brilliant off his back as well. What are you going to say? I'm going to say Mike Perry by yeah. knockout. Yeah, I think Thiago Alves has sort of been there, done that, just sort of bit long in the tooth. You know I, I'm sure Thiago Alves asked himself this question like, what is he actually left fighting for? Yeah, he's, not yeah, gonna exactly, make, yeah. he's not going to make another title run. So, yeah. And then Mike Perry is like young and hungry, and he yeah. probably assumes he is making a title run. So, yeah. therefore, am I picking the young line or the old dog? I'm going to pick the young line. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think I'm going for Perry as well. But, uh. Moving on to the main event of the evening. Okay, in the main event, in the middleweight division, we have Luke Rockhold versus David Branch. Um. David Branch sort of came in out of nowhere from World Series of Fighting, yeah? Well, he was a double champ. He yeah, no, champ, but, champ yeah but I mean, like, the loyal UFC following him, like... The, yeah, the average Joe doesn't yeah, know who he is. Yeah, yeah, the average Joe. And now all of a sudden he's headlining with Luke Rockhold, possibly the best fighter in middleweight division as well. So... So what are we expecting? The thing is, right, Luke Rockhold, I would say, is better. Probably at every fastest game. Better submissions, better stand-up. Better wrestler. Better, like, Mark Maybe Henry not was. better wrestler, I'm not too sure, but in France, Luke Rockhold's training with Daniel Cormier yeah. and uh, Cain Velasquez, so his wrestling's definitely up there anyway. Yeah. As in, at least his takedown defense anyway. But I feel David Branch's style will make this a harder fight for Rockhold because okay. he's not as engaging. So yeah. therefore, 
Rocco's going to have to come and do the engagement. Look, Rocco's just beat too many good people on Dres Bay. He's beat yeah. Bisping, he's beat Machida. Yeah, I watched that fight there didn't like Machida. It was just like, he was too too good. Like. He just got in there and he, he just absolutely blazed him. His kicks are so powerful and they're so long and yeah. rangy. Yeah. And yeah, I it's, just, the left, it's the left kick that like, he took. Yeah, and the question mark kick he does. And yeah, it snaps him. And when he bashed Wyman as well. He's just beating too many good people that I don't see Branch beating him. Yeah. And as much as I don't like to say when Bisping beat him it was a fluke, I just think if Bisping and Rocco fought, Rocco would win at least eight of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm just picking Rocco and yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy the way he's like actually finally coming back. Um, I feel like this is just. A I feel like he the UFC upper. needs him as well. I feel like yeah. if he was the middleweight champion. People would talk about him. People yeah, would, he, would see yeah, him. He's he's, he's, handsome dude. Yeah, and he's, he's arrogant. He's got all, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a bit of everything to him. Yeah. But, and the thing is, I know people may not really like him, but he's still... You talk about but, him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like when You're either watching watching to see him get knocked out or you're watching to see him knock someone out. I think people will enjoy... Well, not quote-unquote enjoy having him as champ, but like compare, like they'd like it more than the Woodley being the champ in yeah, the other yeah. division. I mean, it's more like... I don't know. He's more marketable. Like he put it this way: stick if a belt Luke Rocco, if Luke Rocco became champion tomorrow, like there is no light heavyweight champ at the moment. Basically, yeah. uh, he'd be more marketable than Stipe, yeah. uh, more marketable than Woodley. Obviously, not more marketable than Gregor, who's lightweight champion. No. Uh, more marketable than Max Holloway. More marketable, maybe not than Cody. Uh, that'd be toss up between two. They're both handsome as hell. Uh, more but, marketable than Demetrius Johnson, and then more marketable than Amanda, and then Joanna and Jacek is sort of her own little entity. And I don't actually know where she comes because she sort of does her own thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, you'd be definitely more marketable than Bisbing as well because Bisbing's sort of hanging around to pick, hand pick his <laughs> fights, and then retire when he does. Isn't, isn't he? he? Yeah. You can like, you can see it in him as well. He's not far off from admitting it as well. Yeah. He's here for like one or two big paydays, and that's it. He wants to make the millie against GSP. Hello, Michael Bisping. I am GSP. I am not impressed with your performance. <laughs> you will lose. Well, that fight ever happened, man. Like, fuck's sake. I'm sick of waiting for it. I ruined that last bit of the accent. I sound Indian, but shut up. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so we're going Luke Rockhall for that, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, this weekend, there's it, it, There's actually so many fights on this weekend. There's also... There's Bam on, isn't there? Bama's on. In Aaron the, Georgie Shore's fighting. Yeah. Bama is on in Wembley. He's going to go 2-0, is he? Will he make weight this time? Uh, no Probably not like, No you miss weight by loads Didn't you No the, the fight is actually Going to be shown On the next episode Of Jordan Shore as well Is it No oh. It could be though <laughs> It could be there. Like it could be uh, And also uh, Cage Warriors Is on in London But uh, Yes the UFC is on But like The big fight of the weekend the bit, Is yeah, in the ring The big fight of the weekend Is in the ring Gennady Golovkin Taking on Canelo um, There's so much talk About this fight going on Even Pre McGregor and Mayweather being like, yeah, this people is real fight. Ruin it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only unfortunate thing about this fight is that none of the two fighters actually speak fluent English. So Oscar De La Hoya has been doing all the marketing for them, like speaking on behalf of both fighters, because uh, like, like obviously Canelo can speak it, next to no English, but yeah. and you can only speak what is what's Mexican Spanish. Yeah, and then like uh, when you listen to Gennady Golovkin, you're just sort of like this fella must be taking the piss. Yeah, you know I mean he's yeah. not he's not really like. It doesn't even sound like a fighter, you know what I mean? So, uh, there's just something about what it's a bit like when Fedor does an interview and then there's an interpreter there. You yeah. just know that the interpreter's not saying directly what he's saying, it's saying like the gist of what he's saying. 
and it's just not as entertaining because it's not coming directly from That's that person's yeah. mouth. Yeah, even when like some of the big fighters win in UFC and then it gets translated in the octagon, it's just like, ah, uh, here. Like, I'd rather just see them do a promo video with subtitles. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But uh, in this fight anyway, Triple G is actually 35 years old and Canelo is actually 27. And uh, they're both roughly the same height, roughly around 5'9", 5'10". Um, Triple G is obviously undefeated, 37-0. and And Canelo Alvarez is actually... 51 uh, sorry 49 one draw one loss his only ever loss was against Floyd Mayweather um, unfortunately for that fight he like he just like wasn't experienced enough and yeah. Mayweather just gave him a clinic but um, what do you I expect think, from this fight man I, I think this time it's good because these styles match up perfectly Triple G comes forward he looks for the heavy shots he's got 33 knockouts out of 37 wins and Canelo Alvarez is a counter puncher. He's looking for to come in on those. He, he's almost willing to take a take a shot to give one or two combo back. Yeah. So it's gonna be a really big fight. It's gonna be like Mexico versus sort of Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan, sort of Kazakhstan, wherever he's from, wherever he's wherever he's hanging the flag from these days. <laughs> it's the two best pound for pound boxers yeah. in the world. Yeah. At, well, in that way, genre anyway. In bo- in, so, in unless, unless you want to put in a Lomachenko there. Well, anyway. Yeah. Two of the top five pound for pound boxers in the world. And oh, that's it. Show. If, I, if I have to guess who's going to win. Oh, and there's like four titles on the line. Whoever many boxing titles Triple yeah, G has. Four, I think it's four, yeah. yeah. Um, if I'm going to pick, I'm going to go Triple G. Just due to the fact that he's never lost. And I always think yeah. when you've never lost, you don't think about losing. And then also he's the heavier hitter. And he's the bigger guy. Well, that. You see now, now I probably shouldn't go with Triple G then, should I? Well, I think Canelo's more skilled and better boxer. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think that's just a power factor that Triple G has. Actually, the more I think about it, I actually think Canelo's going to win. I think he's going to change my mind. Because I remember when we saw Kel Brook fight Triple G. Yeah. Kel Brook was getting the better of him until the he old. got knocked out. Yeah. And I feel like technically Canelo's the better boxer. And he'll stay out of the power shots. So well, I'm actually going to go Canelo. This is um. Can't believe I just swapped me podcast. Yeah, we'll edit that out. <laughs> uh, Oscar De La Hoya was on the Breakfast Club and he was talking about how that uh, this is going to be like a rock'em sock'em fight and full on expect blood, um, which is deadly because like the the thing is about boxing like it, definitely for our generation it's sort of like lacking like serious star power, mm. uh, and like with a fight like this this could like reignite it. It's it's also. A lot of the time, one fella is far better than the other fella. Yeah. And it's just sort of a one-sided drum. Like, the last very good fight I remember watching was Klitschko versus Joshua. Because, yeah. you know, Joshua was rocking and he came back and he won. And that was great. Uh, it was a bit like Belly and Hay was also a good fight. Yeah, was well, that was... Of, but other than that, so many times, like, one fella's fighting in a tomato can. And look, look at Javante yeah. Davis fight, you know what I mean? It was just... You're just, waiting, you're just waiting for someone to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed to, it's a fight where people don't actually know who's going to beat who. Yeah. Right. So I'm going for Gennady Golovkin anyway, just based on the point where you said. And then change point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like being undefeated, going in there, he's obviously going to be more. Uh, I think he'd probably be more aggressive. Um, yeah. But let's see what happens because, like, realistically, I'm just like, I'm a couch fan of big fights especially two people that like I don't massively follow but mm. I always give my opinion because I don't get paid to do it uh, also there's a big announcement today Katie Taylor is fighting for has a title fight she's fighting on October 28th on the Joshua Pulev card in Cardiff so that's actually 
brilliant news for Katie Taylor and say um, Ross Cowell live live reaction to Ross Cowell just expect nothing more than a win to be honest that's, that's exactly right, yeah. Yeah. expect nothing more than a win so I think that's all for Foy Talk that is all for Foy Talk we're 40 minutes deep what an episode so far anything to say about the episode so far Ross Cowell live just live can't just like I can't wait to get into football because the fucking Champions League is back it is a champions <laughs> Okay, live um, performance right there. Yeah, um, I think we should. Should we kick it off with the Champions League or should we go? Just I think we should go Champions League first because. Oh no, we should go Premier League because the Premier League happened on the weekend and we discuss what has happened and then discuss what will happen. Okay, so. We'll run very fast through the Premier League, but there's a few key talking points. Right, in terms of fixtures for the weekend, first game was City versus Liverpool, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And. Okay, it was close. No, it was close. it wasn't. No, it was close. Okay. okay, before the game, I actually I was I was telling people in work that I was like, right, there's definitely going to be at least four goals in this game. Now I was expecting like three all or something, right? Yeah. But uh, obviously Liverpool, uh, sorry, City went ahead, and then with the whole the whole Mane thing changed the whole entire game. And then really, see if you're playing City with ten men, you're going to be in serious, serious, they got put serious the sword, trouble. didn't they? Yeah, like if you're if your team is playing against. You can pick whatever, no matter what team, but you only have ten men. The one team you would not play against is Man City. But it was a hundred percent red card, though, wasn't it? That's the thing, right? Live on the air, uh, Gary Neville was saying it wasn't. But like, if you think about it, right? First of all, Mane had kicked him in the head. I know, I know, right? I know. I thought he was Anderson Silva. I know, I know. But the thing is, like, what happened there was with Mane. He had to go for that ball. Yeah. Um, he obviously kept his eyes on the ball. He didn't like. Uh, what's your man's name? Uh, Ederson. Ederson's face now is like pretty wrecked, to be honest. But. Uh, Man, I had to go in for that ball because it was sort of like it was literally life and death, recently, yeah. like with your man coming out to, to head it. But uh, in fairness, like like no one really like attacked Manny. There was no like pushing him or anything because they were, everyone knew what he like. You had to go in for it because like the game is that important. Yeah, well, it wasn't malicious now. Yeah, oh no, it wasn't malicious at all. Like you know what I mean, and well, it, I think he might serve a hefty, a hefty van for it. I don't be, I don't think it's gonna be that bad. Think it could be for at least five games. No, uh, you, you see, because he showed ever, his eyes, he, he, sh- he showed him not like being yeah, like. Yeah, but do you, ever, do, you ever, do you ever think, in terms of football bans, that you should almost be banned for as long as the other players out injured? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that's. Well, well I'm not. I'm not trying to say that all the time because you could break someone's leg by accident. Yeah, that's not yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that if he actually did such damage to him that he shouldn't just be. Oh, we didn't mean it. You know what I mean? Because it was reckless. Yeah. As much as he went for the ball and didn't mean it, it was reckless. I know it was reckless, but it was sort of like. Yeah, but I think that's like a yeah, thing. Yeah, I think that's one of the rules. It's like reckless endangerment of yeah, a player. Yeah, Look, I do, I do not support Liverpool, right? But the thing is, well, obviously not City either, but it was sort of like. I felt bad for him because he was sort of like. Like, it's not as if he was going out with his elbow. I know he was going out with his foot out, but it was sort of like. He, he probably. He's very, very fast, and most yeah. of the time he'd get there first to anything. You know what I mean? Probably, he could be the fast player in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's probably not used to not getting to the ball first. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say about the game is I was very impressed when Aguero was one of, like true on goal and then passes to Gabriel yeah, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's very almost, it almost looked yeah, but it almost looked like when he passed it, it made the goal look harder to score than if he scored it himself. Oh yeah. Yeah. But no, maybe go back and look at the ball. Yeah, very selfish from Aguero, and he seems to be taking this sort of he's like seventy percent first choice striker now as opposed to. The rest of the career is 100% first choice striker. Yeah. It's weird to think he could actually be one of the best Premier League strikers of all time. And he'll never ever get that recognition. Never been in the team of the season. Never finished top goal scorer. It's funny how you said that because someone said there the other day 
Um, is David Silva Man City's best ever player? Like, he could well be, but at the moment he's not really... Like, who else lights up half a stadium as good as him? I know, yeah, but at the moment I don't... <laughs> I, I don't you, you see, he's almost like a Mesut Ozil of yeah. late, as in, when he's on, he's the bee's knees, he's yeah, the yeah, cat's yeah. pajamas. But there's been games for City this year where he's not really been the star man. I, yeah, so, I think I think they're trying to go through a new formation now and he's probably a bit slower than what they want. Yeah, but, he's uh, almost like Manchester United's matter, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, isn't like... He's, yeah, oh no, exactly. Clearly, yeah. clearly yeah, an absolute exactly. class player, but he's almost better than certain players in the team, but does he fit into the system you're looking to play? Because... That's the thing, isn't it? Because almost he's almost like competing with Kevin De Bruyne for a position, yeah, and yeah. like the longevity of the club was with Kevin De Bruyne, it's not with David Silva. Yeah. So I'm not too sure, but yes, he's an absolute phenomenal player. You, I suppose, you could always argue with Yaya Torre the best. Oh yeah, yeah. Man City player of all time, because true. Realistically, for me, he was the driving force oh, then yeah, that yeah. league title. He was the yeah. He was the captain. Like right? he, he literally like would pick them up from you know just outside their own box and bring them to the edge of the other box. Yeah, drive them up. Yeah. But Jeez, they've, they've bought some seriously good players, haven't they? I like the way now that yeah. Mourinho's here at United, he's actually like buying yeah. the players that I always wished. I was like, why is it like Fletcher and like Fletcher and Carrick sending me a failed partnership? Yeah, yeah, and then like like so, well, going like, against Iniesta and Zavi. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like it was like, can you buy like someone? Yeah, bring yeah. Braun back or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So give us a name, will yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, please. It's name. like watching the UFC pay per views. It's like yeah, you have all the title fights on there, but no, none decent yeah. champions. It was just like the one Rooney wanted to like let, pull out a fucking runner, and then we win the league again, the, mm. like in his last season, like but mm. cleverly, you know, just crazy management. Jesus, um, another one that went down on the weekend: Arsenal winning three 0 against Bournemouth. Bournemouth officially the worst team in the league. Well, Crystal Palace. Well, they lost all the games, no? Yeah, so Palace. Well, like okay, officially joint <laughs> worst <laughs> team in the league. Uh, Arsenal Trino win um, Wenger Two goals Wenger, Wenger in Wenger in <laughs> <laughs> I love the way have this every week It's Wenger in and Wenger out Wenger in It's Wenger in Wellybeck Wellybeck Shout out to my mate in work Glenn Gately His dog is actually called Wellbeck Why is he supporting United? I, I don't know his, his brother might support United He supports Arsenal But I don't know whether the dog was called Wellbeck Whether he was at United Or whether he was at Arsenal I'll find out I'll let you know yeah. On the next podcast Man you, you have to let everyone know um, also, Chelsea beat Leicester 2-1. That's another good result for Chelsea. Again. Did the um, drink play? Um, obviously, man. The drink, the start lineup. I couldn't believe they spent 30 million on him. I, I, I can't believe that was a transfer that's happened. If you told me three years ago that Danny Drinkwater was going to move to Chelsea for 30 million pounds, I, I think I would have laughed out, out of the house. Uh, actually, Drinky didn't even get on. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, but he gave him the tactics. Yeah, no, he gave. He was the water boy. Yeah. obviously, he but, was like, uh, he, he was like, watch out for Marlez. He, he might take the ball for you. Yeah, can't, yeah, can't they score the winner as well? I actually saw that goal. It was a very good goal. Chelsea are getting these wins. It's like last year they were getting all the early wins, and then all of a sudden you're looking at the table and they were so far ahead. Yeah, a uh, couple of teams are going to have to try and catch up now with Chelsea. I think the Champions League kicking in. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. It's going to see how they do with the yeah, Champions League because yeah, yeah. they are. Like the, they're not the best, not the strongest squad. Yeah, yeah once you get a couple of, if, well, like you always say that about teams, if they get mm. a couple of injuries, but like really with Chelsea, they sh- they need to really watch their back because once they knock off the first few players, um, the the youth has no experience even yeah. in the t- even in the squad. Yeah, Chelsea are a very narrow squad, but a very good squad with the narrow squad. Yeah. Jamie Vardy also scored a penalty as well. He's Jamie Vardy Park. He's doing all right, isn't he? He's back. He's about three, goals. About three goals in the league so far. Yeah. Right. Well. Uh, 
we're not really going to go into the other games, but do quick fire there. Well, babe. like, well, I was going to like we're going to discuss United Stoke. Um, what happened on the weekend was United went one 0 down, bit sloppy at the back. It was just after I said that Eric Bailey is unbelievable. Then like it was his fault for the goal. It was like typical. Then United got two back, and then we conceded again. Uh, boy, what's the name? Chimpy Chopo Boateng. Chopo Chopo Mbo. Moting, sorry, Chopo Moting. Was, uh, was he from Schalke or? I'm not sure exactly where he's from, but he was he was Cameroonian. Um, he, was, he was doing dances with Diofa after scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, was, was that Zuma? Was that Zuma? I think it was. Oh, I couldn't mean anyone. Yeah, but the thing sure. is, like, so many players scored a first goal against United. It's actually ridiculous, and he ended up getting two. No, the first first one he did a dance with Diofa because Diofa crossed the ball. In. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Um, well, some do the thing yeah. on the sideline. Lukaku should have scored a winner in that game as well. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, uh, sorry. I, I hate saying his name, so hopefully he never scores again, especially against United. Chopo Moting um, is the poor man's Aubameyang. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Um, I will say though... <laughs> Don't ask me to say that again, I can't. Being a United fan, my takeaway from the game was an Amanda Maddich. After the game, he was like, yeah, we went to Stoke, it's a hard place to go away from, uh, and we got a point. Yeah. But to be champions, you have to go and win those games. And we needed to win this game. And to me, I just see that winning mentality, attitude. And that's what Jose Mourinho loves. And you can see why he loves Manich. And I can see that there was desire there from United to win the game. Oh, Sometimes yeah. last year, when United were playing, and the year before, and the year before, and the year before, over the last four years, I've seen them one all, And it's as if we were 3-0 up. The way we kept playing, you know what I mean. Yeah. There was there was no desire to score a winner, but there was a desire to score a winner. Lukaku should have almost scored. I know, yeah. Towards See, the end. sometimes he sort of like he he doesn't pull it away the way like yeah. an Edo does. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. there's something. It's just not. It's, it's almost because he's so big. He almost has that touch of sloppiness to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like the, ball, if the, the ball, ball was, was bigger. On, the ball was on the half volley, and I think he he actually sort of shinned it over the bar yeah. as opposed to if it was if that was Thierry Henry, you'd be like on the laces, top corner, yeah. thanks. Yeah, the, the the thing about that, that that result was like United like obviously looked the better side. Um, like I know Stoke got two goals, but they were never really like on top of United. And yeah, they were about, playing for the draw. Like they yeah, were, they were taking a load of long ranges. Yeah. But if you look at it in perspective of a United fan, uh, we're taking a draw as if it's a loss. And the team actually played sort of like they played well. It was a different formation to the previous games now because they started Herrera, Pogba, and Matic in the midfield. And uh, maybe that was just testing out the waters for the Champions League, but. Coming back from international duty, a lot of them players were playing, and um, yeah, it's and it's Manage sort had of a big trip to Ireland. Yeah, obviously, yeah. He was, he was given the run around by David Moyler. He was drinking the Guinness. Yeah, the run around, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, there's plenty of positives taking this, and like, what well, we're only three, if not four, games into the season now, and uh, let the let the the building of the the Mourinho wall uh, continue. Plus, Mourinho said, came out and said himself he wants another transfer window to like perfect his team. So yeah. at the end of the day. You know they're still on top of the league, and that's all that matters. At the end of the day, uh, also Spurs beating Everton three 0 Wayne Harry Rooney Kane scored a great goal. Yeah, Harry Kane. He's, he's now scored a hundred goals for Spurs. That's uh, very fast. Yeah, in three, three and just a bit seasons. Uh, Wayne Rooney was on the pitch, and no, he was not drinking. Uh, Brighton beat West Brom three one. I think that was the game you said you didn't give a shit about. Yeah. And what do you think now? I'm actually slightly impressed that Brighton won three one. Yeah, same here. Fair play. Oh, you know, I actually didn't know that result until you said it there yeah. because I didn't give a shit about it. First win of the season as well. Uh, Southampton lost 2-0 to Watford. What's going on there with Southampton, man? Whoever scored the goal for Watford, it was actually quite a good goal. I can't remember who it was. Yamba. Was it the first goal? No, the first goal was at Ducore. Yeah, that's the fella. 
He scored a good goal. Yeah, I think it was a strike, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a yeah. strike. Uh, Alright, and then uh, on Sunday, Burnley beat Chris Palace 1-0. The joint worst team in the league, Crystal Palace. And Frank De Boer is now sacked. Yeah, if you saw our Instagram story today, Frank De Boer is now gone. He was there, he was at Inter Milan for 77 days and at Crystal Palace for 74 days, I think it is. Um, Broke his own record, fair well, play to him. Yeah, what, what's he doing, man? What's he doing? I can't believe they got rid of Big Sam to get him in. They must have thought he was going to play far better football, yeah. but obviously he just didn't I, at all. Yeah, I think he wanted real Ajax style. The, the owners wanted real Ajax style football. But like losing these matches, they're like, oh shit, abort mission, get Roy Hodgson in and play it long. Like Trapatoni. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, Newcastle beat Swansea 1 0. Jesus Christ uh, Supposedly Renato Sanchez Your man Renato Sanchez Lost the ball over 20 times Yeah Did you hear that yeah No I didn't yeah. know he was playing Yeah like, And everyone was like What's wrong with this this chap Like Has he lost the play Like They got They got his twin <laughs> Apparently Giggs went to scale with him So obviously he's not Good otherwise Mourinho would have got him Yeah and that's why Giggs was Let go from United uh, And finally To end off the weekend West Ham beat Huddersfield 2-0 Um Obiang Obiang and, and AU scoring keeping your mate still in the job Slavin Bilic yeah the cool, possibly the one of the, well definitely the top 5 coolest managers in the Premier League yeah but just like to add in I don't give a rats <laughs> <laughs> there's so many like irrelevant games in the Premier League going on all the time that like, no one actually cares about isn't there yeah, no, yeah like, we just have to add that in yeah yeah we, we give all the stats anyway yeah so, so we'll you, move on quickly to the Champions League that starts tomorrow yeah, are we doing next week's Premier League fixtures first will we I don't know up to yourself Barry. you can decide whether you want to do it or not okay we're going to have to do them quickly because yeah. I don't like you know I mean? yeah we need to get to the Champions League okay Chris Palace playing Southampton no one cares yeah, first thing in the morning uh, on Saturday. Huddersfield playing Leicester. No one cares. Liverpool playing Burnley. Come on, Burnley. Come on, Burnley. Uh, Newcastle playing Stoke. No one cares. Watford playing Man City. Come on, Watford. Yeah, hopefully. Come on, touch wood. Uh, <laughs> After beating the Southampton, keep, like, keep it rolling. Like, this is like speed for yeah. Okay, West Brom playing West Ham. Jesus. The Battle of the Westies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tottenham playing Swansea. Come on, Swansea. Hopefully Tammy Abraham can pull, pull it out of the back pocket. Super Sunday. Chelsea playing Arsenal half one. Oh, I can't wait for Arsenal fan TV after Chelsea spanked them. There's a game, and then United playing everything at four o'clock. On I Sunday. really think United are going to win. I think, yeah. I think I think they could win four 0 and I think Lukaku is going to spank in a hat. <laughs> the return of Waza. Yeah. By the way, that, I was looking at that Everton team. They don't really look like a a cohesive unit. That is exactly yeah. what I was thinking of saying. But yes, they yes. except I said it better. Yes, yeah, I'm just going to stop talking now because that was perfect. Right, so we're going to get to the Champions League. This starts. is the Champions. <laughs> I actually love the Champions League. I can't believe it's come back to Old Trafford. Yeah, thank God. Uh, okay, we're going to look at Group A. Manchester United's group. Benfica taking on CSK in Moscow. Um, I expect Benfica just to win 1 or 2 nil. Yeah, and uh, United are playing Basel. United's um, results against Basel are, I think, a, a win each and two draws. I remember we played them in like back-to-back years in the Champions League, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, United, last the, time United the, were in the, the Champions United League. The squad that we have now are going to spank this Basel team. Yeah. I expect a few changes as well for United. But well, when I say spank them, I think we'll win 1 or 2 nil. I think United are going to play a less good team than we play in the Premier League. I think like Fellaini's going to get a game. Uh, Centre-half's going to be Lindelof and Smalling. So I wouldn't be surprised to concede one goal. Yeah. But I think United are going to win. I'm actually buzzing for the, the Champions League to be back. Give us a, are United going to top this group, yeah? Uh, like definitely yeah. Or, yeah. Or we're playing Basel at home and then the next game is CSKA away um, oh, at least we're getting that rush game yeah. out early Group B 
Bayern Munich are taking on Anderlecht. That like that's Bayern Munich's name written all oh, over. Four 0 Yeah, but uh, in the other game, Celtic are playing PSG, and do reckon do I can see five goals going in for PSG. Even in Celtic Park. Yeah, Mbappe. Uh, oh, Mbappe got two on the weekend. Neymar got one on the weekend. Um, Who's going to score more goals for PSG this year, Mbappe or Neymar? I think Neymar, just because uh, I don't know if Mbappe's going to start all the games. I know yeah. he'll start nearly you know, all the games. You know Cavani's already scored 70 goals. Yeah. Did you, you should have seen his first goal there on the weekend. He like ran in front of Mbappe and kicked it in, like fell over. He was like, it, you're not getting my goals. Is Cavani like, we're the new Nessi, Messi Neymar yeah. and Suarez? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you're, mate, you're leaving next chance window. See you later, bud. <laughs> and then Higuain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know the lads in PSG call Mbappe uh, Donatello from the... Uh, um, Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Mutant Ninja Turtles Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Yes And they're always saying it to him And it was actually Such a good shout as well uh, Group C Chelsea are taking on Wait hold on We're not saying Who's winning these group yeah. PSG winning that group Yeah okay. Oh no PSG I'm boring Munich Oh fuck Jesus Well they're both yeah. going through Anyway Okay so you know They're going to win Group A yeah. And Fika comes second Yeah Yeah. Okay Group B I think Bayern Munich Are going to win Just don't get PSG I, Beating them over two legs I can't wait to see Bayern Munich against PSG But Bayern Munich We're going to go Champions uh, PSG second Okay, Group C. Chelsea are taking on the mighty Azerbaijani Quarabag. <laughs> the mighty. Uh, okay, like Chelsea have to win that full stop. Uh, Roma are taking on Atletico Madrid in the same group. That's actually that's actually quite a good fixture. Yeah. Roma are not a team to underestimate at all. Yeah, especially in Rome. Yeah, I I, I see that being a draw. I see Chelsea struggling if they don't get off to a good start. I know, I think Chelsea can beat Roma. I think yeah, Chelsea would yeah. struggle to beat... They should have Rudiger as well, don't they? I think Chelsea could struggle to beat Atletico Madrid at home, but I think they could beat Roma at home, so therefore, and not lose away. So therefore, I think they'll go through. Okay. Uh, top of the group, though, I think Atletico Madrid. So we're going to go... Atletico Madrid and Chelsea. It'd be interesting to see if Diego Costa can transfer there. See, that? yeah, that's that's a really tough thing. Do you know what? You can picture Diego Costa being... Uh, like, at, in the stadium, yeah. in the Atletico Madrid section. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in like in Let It Go, and I'll be like, all right, lads, we're in a Let It Go top. That fella is loose, man. Yeah, yeah. He won't come back from Brazil. This is actually this is actually a tough group for Chelsea because they're at least guaranteed four very hard games. And they have to go to what? Kazakhstan? Uh, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. That's uh, all the same. It's same. No offense to any. Uh, yeah, no offense to any. Kazakhstani or uh, Azerbaijani. Azerbaijani lads listening. Or ladies. Yeah. Ladies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, okay, so we're going Chelsea and the Let It Go through there, yeah? Yeah. Okay, um, Group D, Barcelona taking on Juventus. Now, that's a real Champions League game. The final from the two se- years ago. And the semi-final from last year. There we go. Um, Juventus spanked them last year, didn't they? In the semi-final. Didn't they beat them 3-0 in the new Camp Nou? Um, I actually sort of forget, man. There's so much. I, I watched so many Didn't Dybala score two really good goals really early on in the game? Uh, I'm nearly 90% sure I don't know, man. Do you remember because they were like, can Barca do the miracle again against PSG? They were 3-0 down. Oh. Oh, oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, Juventus beat them well. Anyway, um, look, it's in the new camp. I'm gonna pick Barcelona for this game. Yeah, same here. Um, they're actually Barcelona have started well this season. Um, I think the Barcelona team, even though they've lost Neymar, has a bit more to fight for. Yeah. They've a bit more to prove now, yeah. and I don't think the Juventus team has gotten better because they lost Benucci. Yeah. So therefore, I'm going for Barcelona. Yeah, same here. Um, Olympiacos taking on supporting Lisbon or supporting Portugal so it doesn't really matter what happens there because Barcelona and Juventus are obviously going to go through Yeah. Uh, Wednesday's fixtures oh yes uh, the return of Liverpool to the Champions League Jeez. they're playing their old favourite Sevilla yeah Sevilla 
that's Europa a, that's League a, final of two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. yeah. That's a jeez, that's a that's not a nice way to start, but they are at home and they are scoring goals. Is Mane suspended? No. Is he not? No. Okay, so so he's definitely going to play because he's definitely going to suspend it from the other games. I can picture a few goals here. So uh, I actually don't don't overly fancy Liverpool to win that game. I think it would be a draw. So I can picture Sturridge scoring a goal or something. If we and then who's playing? Maribor playing Spartak. Shakhtar Donetsk? No, no Spartak Moscow. Um, yeah, so Liverpool and Sevilla are obviously going to go through. Um, I think Sevilla are going to win the group. Liverpool are going to go second. Um, group F. Feyenoord taking on Man City. Man City definitely going to win that away. Yeah. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk taking on Napoli. Two, that's like such a Shakhtar Donetsk European tie. Shakhtar Donetsk are one of those teams that are very good at home and yeah. then just muck away, aren't they? Yeah, but the thing is, I think they have so many problems uh, like hosting their matches in the Ukraine that like, and Napoli are doing pretty well. And supposedly the manager... And who knows how many of those Brazilians they have left in the squad. True, yeah. And, uh, well, they probably still have loads, but uh, Napoli's manager has been linked to one of the teams in the Premier League because uh, they play very exciting football, I suppose. Oh, I, I heard think, that. I heard I that. Think, the Sunday oh, supplement. No, Napoli, Napoli are definitely going to win. Your man, Dries, Mertens, uh, Jose Callion, uh, Mario Hamsik. They're too many attacking players. You know what? They're almost like the Liverpool of... Italy? Italy, yeah. So, are we on for Man City and Napoli? Yeah, to go yeah through. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, the two, two light blue teams. Yeah. And then uh, Porto playing Besiktas in Group G. I think Porto are just going to win because they're home. And yeah. Who gives rats? And then Orpi Leipzig, brand new to the Champions League. Um, Are we going to see Naby Keita run muck this, this Liverpool phenom? They seem to have a good camaraderie. Camaraderie. Jeez, this is a bit of a dunce group, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Monaco as well, like slightly depleted, but uh, still decent for you. Yeah, Monaco. Where did they come last year? Semi finals, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna have to go for Monaco then. So who are we going for the, out that group? I'm gonna go Monaco and Porto. Yeah. But like, if it was Besiktas and uh, Leipzig, I wouldn't be like. Overly shocked either. Yeah, and then uh, finally, Group H: Real Madrid are playing Apoel. The death group. That could be about seven nil. Yeah, and then Tottenham are playing Borussia Dortmund. Um, and Harry Kane's looking right in there at home, so that's that could, that's pretty a good thing to start coming. Oh, start I'm at still home. going Real Madrid Dortmund. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Spurs were so mucked the last time in Champions League. Yeah. Don't don't rate. Them. True, yeah. True, yeah. But uh, we're not going to go into Europa League because uh, yeah, we didn't. Our dinner, yeah, no cares. yeah, and we didn't go over it last year as well. We're just going through the Champions League because we'll do. We'll get to the Europa League when it gets to quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. If if people ask for it, we will. We will give it. Um, do you have uh, Do you have anything else to say about the Champions League? Barrett being back. Um, should we predict? Should we predict a winner now? Should we? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. Right in terms of winners. Can you? Can you? Real Madrid for sure. Real Madrid. And you know why? It's not because Cristiano this year. I think this year will be Marco Asensio's year. I think he's going to come out and be Real Madrid's new star man. I look very. I think he's very impressive looking. I think he come out and be the man to do it. My other team that I am fearful that could be very good. I think Bayern Munich could be very good this year as well. I feel like this their their squads last year of being. Like, they need about four players next year, I think. I just look at Tony Cruz and Luka Modric's centre midfield, and it's like, that's the best centre midfield in the world. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about it now. Just like, I wouldn't say Barcelona, unless like Messi, like, Messi. Take, take, wears Neymar's jersey as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Messi has scored 12 goals to like in the campaign to make like Barcelona have a chance of winning them. See, you never know. It's just, oh. PSG could do very well. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. I've, oh. I can't believe I had to pick. Um, 
Do you want to pick a Real Madrid as well? <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't. I have to pick someone different. Well, you uh, meant us. No, you see, you're, you're, you're stop picking all the teams. Like, I'm like, man, 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 you only have quarterback left. The, the Azerbaijan team. It's like, all right, thanks, man. <laughs> I'm trying to give you a hand. Um, I got Liverpool for the Champions League, man. Uh, right, I'm just gonna go with uh, potentially PSG if they have their whole defense sorted out. Yeah, no, so PSG are a very good show. Yeah. Danny Alves, right back. Uh, Thiago Silva playing with Marquinhos. Although, like, uh, Lavezzi in midfield. Like, they're very solid outfit. Don't be surprised if you know to go very far as well. That was my next question. Yeah, yeah. And City, which English, City team, have which, as which, well. which English team goes the furthest? Oh, like, I would not be shocked if you told me that United or Man City got to the Champions League semi final. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I think semi final is the first they'll get, and I think it'll be Man United. Yeah, sure. European- I think it will on this, on this occasion. I think City. I don't know why, but I feel like they'll get an unfortunate draw in the next round or the quarterfinals. Well, everyone's going to be trying to run away from Real Madrid, but like Pep Guardiola's brown. See, someone's going to have to get PSG or Bayern yeah. Munich in the next round. Yeah, like Pep Guardiola's bread and butter is European football, and he knows that they may not have the best defense, but they can certainly outscore teams, a lot of like, teams. Yeah. So I think he's going to go for that in most of the games. Don't be surprised if we see five threes. They were unfortunate. They, they, they ran into one of the best teams in the in, in the world last year, Monaco. Sure, like half their squad was pillaged. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Man City are top-notch outfit. Is there anything else? Well, like I mean, realistically, like teams like United and Man City and PSG and Real Madrid should all be making the finals because they're I, the ones spending bread. Like. I, I think this year could be the most competitive Champions League. Yeah, I'm buzzing I, for I this feel year. like last year for me, Real Madrid was an obvious choice, and now this year, I feel like they haven't disimproved, so they're still my favourites to win it. Yeah, I know. I guess. Yeah. I feel. I feel like. If you know how you play Real Madrid over two legs, I wouldn't be 100% certain Real Madrid are going to win. No. Or if they played City, or if they played PSG, or Bayern Munich, or Barcelona, I wouldn't be 100% positive. And the fact that PK came out and said Real Madrid are better than Barcelona yeah, at yeah. the moment makes it feel like he's got a chip on his shoulder now. And like Barcelona will have something to prove when they play them now. I'm just looking forward to seeing top quality football. Yeah. You know I mean? Top quality like, and then the teams like Bruce Dortmund who are on their day are absolutely phenomenal yeah, there you teams. Go, like, and like, even Liverpool on their day are a great football side. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's hard to say that after Leeds 5-0 on the yeah. weekend. But yeah, they're, they're a bit more now like Spurs in a way. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. like, uh, it'd be interesting to see Spurs play Real Madrid. The return yeah. of Bale. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. It, it's good the way there's going to be like a load of English teams in it. Like, obviously, I was sort of like, oh, imagine... Liverpool didn't get it's in. It's weird seeing like Leicester playing the Champions League. Yeah, it wasn't the same, man. It was yeah, like it was, it was like watching like uh, Inter Toto or like yeah. a preseason friendly. But like now, there's top of the range players going to be playing top of the range football. Um, also on Sunday, it's the All Ireland final. On the Dubs. On the Dubs. The Dubs taking on Mayo and the, the Sam to if they win, this is three in a row. Hasn't been done for a very long time. Very long time. Um, one of the guys actually sits beside him work. Absolutely loves the dubs. Goes yeah. to him, oh, like he's been been going with his dad since like fucking years ago. Like doesn't show up. I keep like be like, what happens if Mayo win? He gets freed. <laughs> but whatever. I I work with two people from Mayo and I keep on going to them. Sorry, they like, for, you know, I just for Sunday, and then freed. Yeah, that's almost on the same time as United. Yeah. Um and finally, Leinster. We're going. To South Africa twice. Yeah, Les Ruby are back. Uh, they won the first game away. They won there in the weekend at home. It's hard uh, if they won like thirty-seven nine. Yeah, the funny thing is, we 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 put a post out being like, "Honda lads, best luck," and like we were trending around the arena again. 
Uh, I find it weird the way no one from actual Leinster Rugby has been like, lads, how come every time we have a match at home in the RDS, you are trending? Because... Uh, we're trending! If someone was trending in my house... And they were they didn't live there. I'll be like, I'll be like, who are these guys? You know, yeah, at least have them around for a cup of tea. Yeah, I'll be like, what's the story? So, uh, yeah. So I think that's basically wrapping up the show. Um, a couple of things I want to say. First of all, definitely if you're still listening, and if you're not, you're not going to hear this anyway. But uh, see if you can come out for Ross's birthday anyway on Friday because uh, we're going to be celebrating. Um, we're, it's going to be a party. Yeah, we're going to go out and have a good crack. It's going to be Jamie Vardy party. Yeah, and for every person that comes and says energised at the door, Ross will buy them a drink as well. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just stick it on time and run away. Um, another thing is, the only way we can grow is by word of mouth. And if you could tell a friend or if you tag someone in one of our posts or any sort of thing like that, because we... Like the only money we really put into it is either like buying new st- equipment or else like... Uh, so, sometimes promoting a post or yeah, or if we have to buy like tickets to go somewhere, yeah, to, yeah, like because yeah. we have to be at something, yeah, um, yeah, because like not only are we trying to yeah. provide the best content, but but like the funniest content, and I feel this is definitely like this is one of my favorite podcasts. Like I listen to it straight away the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I like, you know tune out when Ross starts talking. But like, you know what we should me, do? We'll uh, ask the FAI can we get extra tickets for the Ireland versus Moldova game, yeah. and we'll try and uh, have two tickets up for a yeah. competition. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. It's just sort of like, I really enjoy doing this podcast and like the people listening really enjoy it and people also enjoy the Instagram page which is like fucking deadly. But uh, I, like, we recently heard there the Air Sport were like, here look lads, give us a shout in a year. And we're sort of like, well, we don't know where we're going to be in a year. But like... Yeah, we might not even be in the country, so... Yeah, yeah we'd be like, well, that's sort of their lose now. And um, there's more content to come. It's obviously getting better. And uh, we're over like four and a half thousand followers now on Instagram as well, which is actually ridiculous. We've gone over a thousand downloads on the podcast as well. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I don't even know what's going to happen next. You know? Yeah. When we get to five thousand Instagram followers, we'll do something. I don't know what we'll do, but we'll do something. I'll be some sort of someone will win something. I don't know what it is. Something. Imagine if we did a draw and I won it. It's like oh, typical. Very bad. Or Pete. Or Pete. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And do you want to say it? I think that's sort of it, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think, guys, thanks for wishing me happy birthday in advance because y'all love me. And as always, stay energized!